You are listening to an A&R podcast. This is the Falcon and Winter Soldier episode four. Let's go. Welcome everybody to our Falcon and Winter Soldier episode. This is going to be a juicy conversation today. We are excited to talk about number four in the whole Winter Soldier saga. Already four episodes in, it is getting interesting, it is getting crazy, and we're excited to talk about it, dive into it, talk about the Easter eggs, all the stuff that you know surrounds it and what's developing. But before we get into all this stuff, I do want to bring in my fellow Avengers, my friend D. How you doing? I'm doing great. Hope you're well too. I'm doing great. Thank you, thank you. And my other co-host, Chris. How are you doing, Chris? I am good. Excited to talk about today's episode. How are you doing? Indeed, a lot of stuff <laughs> happened. Yes, it is interesting stuff. All right, uh, let's uh, get right into this thing. And, you know, as our previous episodes of uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, we try to break it down into about 10-minute segments. And then, you know, we kind of go from there each segment, talk about it, and then move on. And then we'll go around our digital roundtable and get our thoughts in. So we'll start you off, D. Um, what do you think of the opening scene and you know the first ten minutes of how things were transpiring? I liked it a lot. Uh, we got to see basically Bucky going through his cleansing rehab because you know he was basically brainwashed. So you have Ayo trying to fix his broken mind, and it started with uh, him being in. Wakanda six years ago and she's testing out his trigger words longing rested furnace daybreak I won't say them all but as she's saying these things like he's getting more teary-eyed and it's flashbacks of the assassinations that he was doing and it was interesting because even he was like okay I'm ready but are you sure you want to do this so he's not even sure what will happen when she says this like he could go all feral so it was, it was a nice it was a nice opening. We didn't get to see much of Bucky's past and what happened while he was in Wakanda. Like we just one one day he got taken away and then the next he was in a field in Wakanda playing with kids. So I really yeah, appreciated definitely. this scene for for what it was. What about you Chris? What did you think about it? I thought it was a great start to an episode cuz you know <clears throat> from what we've seen of Bucky in the movies you know, we know he's a human, but with the people who had power over him, we think he's a robot. So this throwback scene when he was in Wakanda, it was just amazing to see that, yeah, he's just a human like everyone else. You know, he's not just this guy who had the super serum in him and he's got this, this powerful arm. He's a human, and I think seeing those tears, it's like, oh my god, now I want to cry, everyone's going to cry, you know, it's like an Oprah Winfrey moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just yeah. thought, I, I, I really like that, you know, I love seeing character development on such an amazing level that they did in the show for him, you know, it was awesome. What about you, Elvin? Oh, well, you know, the minute um, they played that Wakanda, you know, 
introduction song with a little bit of a drumming kind of beat to it the hairs on the back of my neck rolls up because i absolutely love anything to do with wakanda it is it's one of my favorite uh parts of the mcu uh, i love every time we visit that amazing place and it, it, yeah definitely um d you hit it on the uh the nail right there is we want to see a little bit of the black of the backstory of these you know characters and winter soldier how he overcame that you know what what steps was needed to change him from the bad winter soldier to what we have now and to give us that you know a little bit of story of how he had to psychologically overcome this thing and this was a really powerful uh dare i say it spell on him you know we know it's not a spell but you guys know what i mean mm -hmm. how strong it was on him and you know this was just a little tidbit i would love to see them do more flashbacks of this maybe even with shuri i think that would be really cool to see a little flashback with shuri maybe not in this uh you know show but maybe down the road in another you know or maybe a black panther cameo he makes in the new black panther movie that's going to come out but yeah definitely it's um, interesting and i also you know like the fact that io is doing this because she was pretty you know prominent uh, aside from um, the other Dora Milaje, I can't remember her name now. Quite, yeah. Escapes me. The leader. Um, she was a you know important character. I remember that scene in Civil War where she's standing face to face with Black Widow and uh, uh, the you know Black Panther Chadwick Boseman. Uh, he was just standing there going, "I would love to see this fight between the two of you. <laughs> you know, it'll be interesting." And then you know right there that she's a formidable, uh, formidable type of person that could really keep up with black widow because if he considers her equal then that's a pretty uh, impressive character there but yeah absolutely love that part it really um was really cool to see that i you know like for me when i see her standing in front of um bucky at the uh the alley there i you know it, it sh and she starts telling him that you know it was her responsibility. She kind of like, I feel like she's taking this really to heart, you know, saying that she failed her king, you know, because he died on her watch kind of thing. And she's really taking this personally. And when, you know, she gave them that eight hours to sort this out. And then if you don't, I'm coming for him, Zemo. I'm like, you know, okay, this, this, you know, this is personal. This is not like some mission that she was sent out to go and, get this guy this has become really personal did you guys you know like do you think this was really personal did you see it in her the way she was just like you know aggressive or did you guys didn't think it was a big deal no 100 percent uh what's even worse is she's the one who helped bucky go back to normal yeah so she, yeah exactly they, they were insinuating like she mentored him and then she shows up to find out he's the one who broke zemo out of prison the guy who killed her people and her king at the time yeah this is 100 percent personal and it's kind of a slap in the face her student is the one who i, I do think she feels she feels betrayed she's yep. like you know I, I got this guy out of a jam here got him back to normal fixed his brain that was fried and this is the thanks i get you know like did you get that I, I got that just the way she the way she talked to him yeah chris what do you think i it, it's Honestly, looking at her face and having that stone look, I don't know <laughs> if it was revenge or, you know, if it was payback in a sense. But, 
you know, there was that eye contact that she had with Bucky and, you know, he helped Zemo get out. <clears throat> and yet on a level as upset as she what she was, she had this trust in him. Like, okay, I believe you. And that's why she gave her, gave him the eight hours to do it. You know, I'm going to trust you with this. Do what you need to. But when eight hours is up, we're coming in to take him. Yeah. I, I think out of respect, she gave him that eight hours. Because if she didn't have that connection with him and that history, I don't think there would have been eight hours. It would have been like, now, go, <laughs> let's get him. So, yeah, I, I think there is a respect from her. Uh, for, uh, from her towards him but it's like a razor thin you know like hey I've got my obligations to be loyal to the kingdom of Wakanda mm -hmm. but I have this history with you and we know you're a good person so I'm going to give you this 8 hour buffer to sort whatever you need to do and then afterwards he's coming with me so that's what I got from that standoff and, and that's only like what a minute into it, right <laughs> so it's crazy to see that much information thrown at you just from that couple of minutes there so after we flash forward to we go into the little airbnb that they're staying at in uh latvia what do you think of zemo and his little mind game starting to play out you know he's trying to talk to them you know saying oh thank you for not uh you know giving me up to um the dormilaje and then they're like no we didn't no no, no you don't get to say that we, we don't really care about you we just need you what do you guys think about Zemo trying to, you know, suck up to them and trying to play his mind games? He's very charming. I'll give him that. I remember when I absolutely hated him. I was just like, oh, I don't. <laughs> now I'm pretty much in the same boat as them. Where it's like, you're just here because you need to be. But yeah, please keep talking. Keep saying more things because they're all amusing. <laughs> every, every single thing that comes out of his mouth, I'm just like, Oh my goodness, you are so funny, and you're not even trying to be. <laughs> uh, it's only a matter of time before he stabs them in the back. So they're being a little oh, too. Absolutely. absolutely. They're being a little too, like, yeah. free with him. Like, they take their eye off him way too much, in my opinion. It's, it's crazy how someone of this importance, they just. There's no, he could just do whatever he wants when, when he feels fit, and then they don't even know what he's doing. Yeah. Like,. This this episode was all about him, you know, the illusion, uh, the artist illusion here, just escaping these situations, and nobody's actually standing with him, saying, "Okay, we gotta make sure there's somebody on him at all times because how important he is to the whole, you know, thing." And it's crazy, <laughs> like they just let him do whatever he wants. I I think it's because you know both. You know, if you look at it as teams, Zemo's by himself, Falcon and Winter Soldier, they both have a specific mission on mind. You know, they're Falcon and Winter Soldier are trying to find out how they can find Carly. Zemo is planning on how he can escape these guys. So, yeah, you know, it's they're definitely both in their own heads, but they're trying to, you know, keep that eye on Zemo. And let's face it, if anyone offered me Turkish delights, I would not believe them. Such sales a nasty of Turkish, candy. Sales of Turkish delight have gone through the roof. <laughs> I'm you just know not everybody a big fan. watching this show is looking for Turkish delight right now <laughs> online to order it. <laughs> have you guys had Turkish delight before? Yeah, our teacher made us eat it when we read uh, the Narnia series, which is very interesting. 
like how he keeps using this. Oh, that's a good Easter this. egg right there, Turkish yeah. delight. I was gonna like I, I noticed that like there's a trend of him giving Turkish delight to people when he wants them to do something. Like, oh, that's cute. And they mentioned just these <laughs> old references, like old Lord of the Rings, Narnia. They keep dropping these in, so I'm seeing I'm seeing a trend here. Yeah. Wonder what's gonna be next, Lord of the Flies, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be interesting. The Outsiders. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, Z. Uh, I mean, after that, we see um, you know Zemo, you know, talking to them and uh, coaxing them and trying to get them to get their guards down. They, um, what what's going on afterwards? Do you, you want to take us into the next segment here? I believe this is when it cuts to Carly and her crew at it seems to be a memorial site or a graveyard, and they're watching the aftermath of their bombing they did on the news. So you're getting. A scene of them showing some form of remorse because up until this point i don't know about you guys but i was like i hate your face like <laughs> you're kind of just becoming the people you are claimed to hating and you're yeah. doing it so just like carefree so now they have like a two second yeah. just scene of her being like oh i'm kind of sorry and then but not sorry yeah <laughs> like do you do you do you feel bad for her at all anymore chris like what's your take on her she's like a mixed bag i'm just not sure what i'm gonna get with her you know there's a couple more scenes that we're gonna be talking about it's just oh i feel for her and at the same time i don't but you know she's coming from a really bad past you know she wouldn't be doing this if she didn't feel strong about it and you know that's some of the things with these anti-heroes is they're doing it all for the wrong reason they're kind of losing focus on what they're really focusing on and they'll just create any collateral damage they can you know and yeah then it goes from absolutely doing right and going above the law and thinking you're better than the law that's where it gets to the point where okay you're not so much doing the right things you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, for me, like, I, I, I don't know if I want to root for her or want her to just get shot in the head. Like, I honestly, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's such a huge, um, wide uh, spectrum of what I think of her. It, it, it's weird. I can't really nail her down. Like, with Zemo, I absolutely love the guy. I know what he's going to bring to the table, uh, not just as an actor, but the character. So... I know what to expect, and I and I root for him. But with her, it's just like she's a new character, right? She's not part of the MCU, you know, not MCU, but the comic series of any. I don't know because it just there's no attachment for me with her, and I just like I just find it like complicated for as a character, and I just don't know. I to me, like I'm like whatever. Let's like just say your little line, and then let's get to the rest of the guys <laughs> in in the show, and then go on it's just i don't know i don't have any whatsoever attachment to this character i don't know i don't know if i want to root for her or like i said get her shot in the head and put her out of her misery i just don't know i'm not a fan of this 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 character i'm not it's like just it is what it is right for me like i don't know but uh it's interesting because the part that i found was really crazy was how they go into the the place where bucky and falcon go into 
the school. Is it a school? What is it? Is it looks like a school, right? Called the GRC. Is it the GRC? Oh, it was, uh, like a it was a camp, refugee, right? but they don't call it refugee. It's a displaced international. Yeah. Like, I forgot the, the PC term for it. But yes. Yeah. So so he, they go in there and they just kind of walk away. And, they, and they're just like, okay. And Falcon just looking at them like, all right. I, I'm just going to be here by myself walking around. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I found that that part really weird, how they just walk away. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I just found it weird. Like, what, what do they have to hide? Like, why are they walking away? Like, they don't know who this guy is, and he doesn't pose any threat to them, does he? Like, I mean, did you guys find it weird how they just walked away? Like, what was the purpose of that? Who the the adult and the child? Well, all of them. Everybody that they tried <laughs> to talk to, remember they all. <laughs> well, like the away, the hey? one guy's like, I don't, I know who you are, and I don't trust you. And he's like, well, he didn't really offer to do anything <laughs> yet. So. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I just he found it such a, a weird. Yeah. I just found it such a weird uh, segment in the in the show. Like it's like, why do you need to walk away? He's not going to do anything to yeah. you. You're already in a bad situation. How can, can it get any worse? <laughs> right? Just uh, just paranoia after paranoia. Except on the one dude they yeah. should be paranoid about, Zemo, who they let walk away again. <laughs> well, the, speaking of like creepiness, like this guy is like. You know what was the, the the riddle or the song that he was singing? Some weird song, some lullaby or something. Oh, was that like the nursery not, rhyme or lullaby? Yeah, like not creepy at all. <laughs> and he's got a bag of candies, and the kids are coming, and there's an adult literally behind him in the scene and not doing anything. What? <laughs> like, it's because he had that Turkish delight again. So it was, everything was fine. <laughs> must be that must be some good Turkish delight. Mind control <laughs> Turkish delight. Oh, there's got to be a meme for that somewhere out there. <laughs> Every episode, Zemo's getting a meme. <laughs> so, First, but yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> he may be dancing with Turkish Delight next episode. <laughs> yes. uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's just like so weird. He puts a bunch of candy on the table. He's like, come on, children, come take my candy. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is really getting creepy. But hey, the guy got, you know his information and i just love that part where he tells them hey you know those two guys standing there they're bad people don't talk to them i'm like oh this is cool this guy is just like he doesn't care (laughs) he's just gonna throw these two under the bus (laughs) but uh yeah i know that was pretty cool how he was just like getting the information and these guys are walking around trying to be nice where this guy is just a creepy guy and gets the information so maybe he just knows how it is to live in that type of world and the interesting thing that i took away from that whole scene was when he said my son did you guys catch that yeah no he said his son you did not catch that his son died as well once upon he a said, time my son loves these turkish delights oh. too right yeah that is interesting so did they discuss this? I can't remember. Did they discuss this in Civil War? What made him flip to go after these guys? Was it because his son died at the hands of these super soldiers? I think, I think maybe. So. Was it... Um, I can't even remember now. Because that's... We're going to have to do our homework. That's why episode. he was... But, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I, I just think that, you know, his son passing away might have something to do with it. Although they he, they didn't mention it in this uh, his episode. 
if his son passed away. Did they? He just said, my son liked these Turkish delights. I'm wondering if, you know, the son is not in the picture right now. But yeah, it's very interesting how he, he's got, he's showing a little bit of that family, inter, you know, connection there. And um, so I don't know. That's That's pretty interesting to hear that. I wonder if they're going to play off that, maybe do a flashback of that to kind of make us feel guilty in a way. You know how they always try to give flashback to these bad guys to make us connect to them more, right? Mm-hmm. Feel sorry for them, right? To, you know, like how Thanos had a connection about his childhood and everything. And, you know, some of these the villains to give them more of a, a good, you know, background so that we have more attachment to them. They're not just cold killers. They actually have a method to their crazy madness, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, maybe they'll play off that. Uh, so after that, they have the little, th- you know, chit chats. What happens then, D? Uh, after that, I, th- I I genuinely thought he was going to double cross them in the next scene. But I think it cuts back to Carly and she's like hyping up her people again, talking it over. And I remember this stood out because they finally addressed why they hated the like people coming back so much. And it's because when everyone disappeared, the world was forced to work together. So you'd have people who would be classified as refugees finally given a home. Like maybe that family got blipped away. Okay, now these people who were homeless now have a house. Like you can just live here. Like everyone was forced to work together. And then when people yeah. rematerialized, they're like, oh, this family's back now. You got to get out. Sorry. Like, uh, like overnight, like maybe a couple million people went homeless, basically. Like any, yeah. any international support they had, any status or visa they had, just like basically laws came back into effect. Immigration laws came back into effect. Like, sorry. Which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, these are like the small things you don't think about. Like, if there's no black and white, like, everyone disappeared. Yay, they're all back. Everyone's happy. No, some people aren't happy. Some people did get the short end of the stick. And there's different tiers. We thought maybe Sam and his sister had the, like, short end of the stick. No, there's going to be someone below them, too. And it's just going to keep going lower and lower and lower. So I I did like they mentioned it. Yeah, it's it's interesting how they dive into that uh chris did you what did you think of that that conversation they had well it was uh pretty intense because it almost seems like everything that they have in the show somehow plays off what is kind of going on in real life right now like episode two when you know, they're going to the neighborhood to go see the very first Captain America or the super soldier and the police pull up, you know, it's and exactly what D said, you know, the after the blip happened, these people were accepted, they were being helped. And then it just goes back to normal after five years. It's in a sense, it's not fair, but that's how the world plays it. You know, I don't know. Was that yeah. too intense? I, it, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's accurate. It, it, it is. I, I appreciate. I appreciate these shows giving us, you know, the other side of the coin, so to speak. I appreciate all the fillers that they're doing to show the importance of people disappearing and and coming back. Um, 
we you know we got that from WandaVision as well you know how people came back and it was just chaotic mm-hmm. and that was a little tiny tiny corner of the world and if you blow that up to scale worldwide how much of a panic that is um, you know people coming into uh, in the middle of the gym in the Spider-Man where they just showed up in the middle of the gym and then there's a basketball game going on all of a sudden the band just shows up there you know um it's just yeah things like that those are like the small little things that happen but yeah you're living in someone's house but that was abandoned all of a sudden they come back because they get you know they get put right back to where they were and they're like who are these people living in my house and then you just and then they're like who is these people that just showed up into this house and then now you had this whole conflict like hey i was here before you get out of my house but hey i got this house from the government they gave it to me so technically it's mine and so you got all this turmoil and then there's people who are in the poverty level get you know pushed back down to the poverty area where you know they're back out homeless or they have no place of country or anything like that because now those people that were living in that house or that country have first rights Mm-hmm. So I, I'm wondering if they're going to make some sort of agency. I mean, we see this global, whatever you call it, agency. Just It's a, just a cover-up anyways. But I'm wondering if Marvel's going to have some sort of agency where some of these people are going to be looked after worldwide, you know, um, like a humanitarian version of the S.H.I.E.L.D. I'd like to see something like that because I don't want to see this being um, sort of talked about every single you know show and movie about oh what the what the five years you know blip did i sort of want to have a little coverage here and i think if they get an agency in place at the end of the show and say hey you know this agency is going to be taking care of our version of shield is going to take care of all these issues over time help people out i I think that'd be a good way to kind of put this behind us now and then start going to the future because as much as I appreciate all this, I don't know if I want to keep hearing about this, how it affected me or how it affected my family. It's yeah. nice to get that, but let's, you know, let's do this here. Let's, you know, let's kind of tidy it up and let's kind of move into the next phase of Marvel and not keep talking about the last phase. Um, that's just, you know, my opinion on it, but it is, it makes for good, good content for sure. So, okay. So after we get into, you know, all that, you get um, our good old buddies, right? <laughs> Um, our good old buddy John Walker and um, his uh, m- his partner in crime. So, what do you what you guys think when you, you get introduced? Where they just come in guns a blazing, right? Yeah, um, wanting Zemo and all that. <laughs> that's always amusing. I don't know John in this whole like I don't know what act you'd consider this, but he's becoming more and more paranoid and like. The, sh- the signs of stress are getting to him, and you can see it. Oh, yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So they make it to the this little, memorial uh, site. The, the little head movements, head, yeah. head movements and shakes. Yeah, he's falling apart. Definitely. <laughs> but what, what got me here, the first thing I noticed was they make it to the memorial, and it was the information was accurate. Like, Zemo gave it to them last, last scene. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, why did he tell that girl not to tell them anything? I thought he was going to use that for something later on. But no, he was just being a jerk. So they make it to this memorial. And like you said, John and Lamar come in. <laughs> and what they do here is they like they put the camera angles close to him. And they have quick turns. And, and they zoom in on his face. And that's the kind of shots you make when you want to show someone 
guess paranoid is the right word to use in this case. The music's more intense. Yeah. He's definitely. sweaty. Agitated. Someone that's bra- falling apart. Yeah, Someone's and I was like, apart. man, what is yeah. your problem? And then he he <laughs> just lashes out at Bucky. He's like, oh, it must be nice. It must be nice having through the, having that uh, super soldier Sam coursing through your veins, huh? And Bucky's like, what are you talking about, man? Like, you... <laughs> he's like, you, you need to get in there and help your partner. He's like, for one, he's not my partner, which I thought was hilarious. But he just... He just lashes out at Buck, yeah. who's just minding his own business. Cuts to Sam, and he's making progress with Carly. Like, he's very good at what he does. And he's talking her down. Like, he's just saying mm-hmm. the right things. He's like, I know where you it's, come um... from. Like, did you did you feel... Like, he clearly would have got to her. Like, do you think he would have made progress, Chris? Or do you think she would have just carried out with her, uh... her terrorist stuff? So. You know... I was kind of excited to see uh, Walker and Hoskins again. I'm like, I want to know more. I want to see more. And then that whole scene, I'm just like, ugh, you just had to ruin it. (laughs) But no, it was just like, I was rooting for Sam when he was talking to Carly. You know, I'm okay, he's reaching her. This could be a good high point you know something good can happen because come on we're on episode four we have two left you know um i was it was a good scene you could see that connection you know she was really thinking about what she was doing and looking at okay maybe what i was doing wasn't really helping it was just going too far above what they were meaning and then Ugh, he just gets so impatient. I'm like, that was six minutes, dude. There's four minutes left. You couldn't have waited, really? And then we just lost it. And I just wanted to turn off my PlayStation and throw it across the room and scream, no, why? Uh, but uh, yeah, that's my feeling about that scene. I was, yeah. So many emotions there. Well, it, it, you know, like, when you saw um, his buddy Battlestar, you know, you saw a little change in them. When they're walking towards the funeral, uh, he's telling, you know, uh, Walker, like, hey, listen, let's give, you know, f- let's give these guys a chance to see if they can, you know, Falcon's got a, probably an opportunity here. Let's hear mm-hmm. it out, which I thought was interesting because even though he's loyal to his partner, he's still recognizing, hey, let's try this method because... You know, they've done more than we have. We've been chasing them, actually, you know, trying to find the leads. But they've been really, you know, ahead of us the whole time. Let's see what they got because, they, you know, let's let's just change it a little bit, which I thought was very interesting because you didn't see that in the beginning because in the beginning he was listening to Walker and doing whatever Walker said and didn't care what these guys said. So that was pretty cool and interesting. And then... um the part where, you know, Falcon sitting there talking to Carly, it's, you know, he's using his techniques and his experience from the Civil War where um, he was, you know, in that group helping, you know, Captain America, Chris Evans' character, um, when they had that, I don't know, veterans yeah, the counseling group. thing, whatever. Yeah, support group. So he's using the, his uh, experiences and his training from there and applying it, I thought, to her, 
which was interesting to like talk her down off this cliff kind of thing. Hey, you know, I understand what you're going through. I'm rooting for you because I understand the, the situation you're in, but your approach is all wrong and listen to me and, you know, maybe we can work something out. And I thought that he was making some good headway until our boy Walker, just no patience, comes in there and just ruins the day. And then, you know, everything's at lost. Uh, it's just, ah, uh, he drove me nuts when he did that. Just like, ah. Uh. And then I, I was just wondering why didn't Bucky stop him? He's uh, like, why didn't Bucky stop him? I would have just loved to have Bucky just, you know, clock him once, knock him out for a few minutes, right? <laughs> so that his friend can have a chance at. Because if he had given him another five more minutes, or actually given that ten minutes that he he said he would give him, I think they would have made some headway. Um, they would have had some sort of understanding. I don't know if it would have solved the whole thing, but it would have given something where they could have sort of have like a peace treaty agreement to kind of take it easier, take a step back, and let's solve it if we can with dialogue, right? But um, yeah, leave it to Walker to ruin the moment and ruin the whole thing. And then have this epic fight where, you know, I thought it was crucial. This this was huge. This is where the the show changed. The scene where he's got her pinned in this room and shoots at her. And um, she drops the the whole kin caboodle of super soldier serums. And I just was like in shock. I'm like, oh my god. This whole thing just dropped here, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. And then uh, Zemo comes in. And I was just like, oh, no. The wrong guy shows up, right? <laughs> what do you guys think? Uh, I liked it. I just, <laughs> like, the whole thing was just one big chase right there. It was like the the longest two seconds of my life. Because basically all she did was run down the hall. Zemo comes in, shoots her in the stomach. Yeah, so like, yeah, oh. Zemo shot her, not 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 Walker. Yeah, my yeah. apologies. Yeah, but again, like Zemo, why isn't anybody watching this guy? He just disappears again, right? Like, he just he just keeps popping out guy. of corners. It's like, hello, what's going on in here? Yeah, I'm here. Blaster. It's like Houdini. <laughs> right? And then, it's like the you Turkish said, the serum's on the ground. So it's like, what's going to happen now? Like he has his moment, and true to his word, he steps on them all. Like, he absolutely hates this stuff. Yes. Like, he wasn't being a hypocrite. That is the part. Yeah. Yes. He absolutely said, nope, I'm not taking this. He had the ability to be a super soldier, a hero, or the strongest person on Earth, and he turned it down. And I'm like, that guy is true to his words. He is totally against this thing. Yeah, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. Oh, no. I just, I thought that was a pivotal moment there, yeah, when he picked it up. Like, so many villains say one thing, but do the other. Like, I don't know, another Marvel yeah, property. Yeah, get tempted. Yeah, like, they <laughs> they don't want to be martyrs. They, like, remember when Magneto made Rogue do his deed and die for it in the first movie? Well, this one, Zemo will do what he says he's going to do. If he ends up dying, he doesn't care. He's true to his word, and I respect him more for that. So you made me go from hating this guy to him being one of my favorite yeah. characters in the MCU now because of that one scene alone. <laughs> and yeah, Chris, uh, what do you think of that moment when he picks it up? Yeah, I want to see. I want to see what you. Uh, what, what do you think? Do you think he should have taken it or what? I saw there was that temptation there, 
But then, you know, I'm sure he was tempted by it character wise, but then thinking about why he was going after it to destroy it and the reason behind it, that's why he destroyed it. He started stomping on them and then all of a sudden he gets this uh, <laughs> shield to the head. I'm like, well, that was fun. And then Walker's there and Walker's looking down on the ground and he sees all this broken serum and, you know, they're... You know, the thing that I love about this episode is you're seeing the pressure that he's feeling. You're feeling the pressure with him, you know. And then as he looks over, he sees that one little vial of serum lying there that didn't get smashed. And I'm like, don't okay. do it. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. I wanted to point, pose a question to you guys. Let's say all the vials were smashed, even the one that he was picked up. Let's say they're all done. Do you see him? as crazy as lick the floor and try to get some of that the vial. Do you think he would have done that? I would. Saw, like, do you think he would have scooped up? At you that, would. I know you would. <laughs> at that point, I don't know if he was... He needed to be pushed a little bit more before he decides to... You know, like right then and there. Because he picked it up and put it in his pocket. If he truly yeah. wanted to be a super soldier, he just would have taken it right yeah. then and there. So I don't think yeah. he was that desperate yet to lick dirty boot water and serum <laughs> and shards of glass well i mean you could look at it this way at another point he you know when he did that um do you think he would try to take it back because he's a good soldier and wants to take it back to the government right oh i so i did not think that at, at all yeah right and then you could no i know i know we all nobody thought of that but i'm just saying that you know maybe there was an opportunity in his mind going, hey, I'm going to be a good soldier and give this back to the government because this is where I'm here for to ascertain this vial. And if I think if it was smashed all over the floor, he would have tried, in my opinion, if to at least salvage something, right? I think he back. would because at the end, convince himself. He would be himself. considered a hero, though. I think, I think right? he would convince himself that's why he's taking it. Like, you know yeah. how people gaslight themselves. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, I, I'm, I'm just sure like, if it. he was caught, if he was caught, putting it in his pocket by his partner or Bucky or Falcon, I think that's the first thing he'll say was, hey, this is the mission to bring this back to the U.S. government, right? I think he would For even, sure. in his own mind, convince himself this is why he's doing it. Like, yeah, it's a 50-50 chance I, 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 that, yeah, exactly. I don't know, you know, people people's minds are pretty complex, and I think he would talk himself into believing what he's doing is right, and he believes he picked this up to take it back to the government. But yeah. in the plane, something else might happen and change his mind. Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, so then, you know, we um, we kind of... Well, there there was a scene where, you know, how she got... Carly got the vial, that tombstone there. I wanted to just touch base on that part. Um, how his her friend, you know, said... My my grandfather, I think he said, that fought in the, in the, in the war with the Nazis. How you mentioned that. And immediately looked at the tombstone name to see if there was any reference. Um, and I didn't see anything. I didn't, couldn't find anything. I thought it would have been so cool if his grandfather fought side by side with Steve Rogers. Because oh, he was a fan. That would have been... I think there was a you know, missed opportunity there by Marvel. They could have had the name on the tombstone and every, everyone would have just went wild. 
If it was Dum Dum or something, Dum Dum Dugan or something like that. Yeah. One of the Halloween commandos. I I, I didn't check the name, so maybe, uh, you know, some if somebody's listening, they can check the name and let us know if that name has any any reference. Let us know on our Instagram uh, places, so maybe we can, you know, hear it. But you know, I would have, I would have been, it would, I would have been totally, you know, geeked out if I saw the name there and it referred to one of his partners. But yeah, he's like, you know, I I love Captain America. It's funny how he mentions all that. He goes, I love Captain America, the shield, all that, what it represents. And she's just sitting there, you know, like, you know, thinking about, you know, what he's saying. And he's like, hey, the world's more complicated. It's not just good and bad anymore. There's, and it's crazy how he says that because that's exactly what she is. She's complicated. You know, what, what I was alluding to earlier, she... We don't know if she's good or bad. She's just a mess, a hot mess. And that's what the new breed of, you know, these uh, you know, characters in the Marvel Universe are. They're so complicated now. And it's getting more and more mixed of complications here where we don't know if they're going to be good or we're going to be bad. It just depends on which road they go to. So, yeah, I mean, then we get into, we forward it over to the scene where, you know, uh, Walker's talking to his partner at some little cafe, right? Mm-hmm. And they're discussing, you know, whether he's like, you know, you could tell he's trying to tell him, wants to tell him because he's, you know, his trusted partner, but doesn't want to tell him anyway. <laughs> and, and you could see that he's embarrassed too, that he got, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, what do you guys think of that conversation at the cafe? I liked it because it parallels the exact same convo Zemo and Sam had. Like, hypothetically, if you had the Super Soldier Serum, would you take it? Sam immediately said no. The yeah. same conversation happens at the cafe with John and Battlestar. And he kept basically doing what I was talking about earlier, making up excuses. Like, not really excuses, but yeah, of course he'll take it. Like, he, he 100% said he would. Like, he was yeah. giddy about it, so... And uh, Falcon didn't hesitate once. He just, you know, Zemo even said, he goes, look, you didn't even hesitate. Wow. Like, he said it immediately. Yeah. And I thought, for me, I just thought, what are you doing, Falcon? Take the serum. You can't (laughs) toss that shit without it. (laughs) Like, come on, man. (laughs) The worry is that it I'm not going to lie. Like, do you you worry about that? Do you worry that it would... No. No? (laughs) Because... No, I don't worry about that at all. Toss the shield. Without that, you can't toss the shield. I don't care. <laughs> it's all lies. <laughs> well, it's you know, that that conversation was interesting how um, also Zemo, remember how he's saying that this changes, uh, makes them into bad and eventually corrupts them. And then he says, there's the one exception, Steve Rogers. It's crazy how he, he admitted that the one person that took the super soldier so didn't become bad because his whole thing was like this is going to turn everyone bad people but he was he gave that exception yeah they both I, did I, just, I thought that was so cool they both What's did that? even at the cafe um they said yeah. they were using that as an excuse it's like oh well this just changes yeah. people right he's like uh flag smasher carly just makes it just makes people who they are inside he yeah. he convinced john that she was probably a bad person before Whereas Steve wasn't, so he has nothing yeah. to worry about because John is clearly a good person. Cough, cough, cough. You, you saw how good he was when he <laughs> watched that mission earlier and he just couldn't wait five minutes. 
But then there's more character development. It's good you brought up that cafe scene because while he did get his his medals and they both got like accomplishments and like nods from the country, he's like, yeah, well, we did some pretty questionable things in Afghanistan. It's like, okay, well, there it is. There's the thing that 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 shows you might not be stable. I think it was that whole scene that made it confirm that he was going to take the serum. And I think the thing that added to it, which, you know, it seemed weird at first when uh, these random fans walked by and she's like, oh, can I get your autograph? Because, you know, through all the past episodes and we've seen the Walker scenes, he feels the pressure of being Captain America. You know, he's... yeah. To him, he feels like he needs to be exactly who Steve was. But he's not realizing who he is is good enough. So after signing that autograph, it was like that, okay, you know what? I need to do this. I need to... It was just that final piece that added to the conversation that, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the serum. Well, I, I don't know if that was the moment. I think the moment is when he goes in, flings the doors open, and starts, you know, saying demanding Zemo back right away. And then Falcon's like, yo, yo, hold up, hold up, you know. And then guess who walks in? This is my favorite scene. My favorite. The Dora Milaje walked in. And, and you can see Falcon and Bucky's face like, oh, snap. Things just got real. You know, like... And it's crazy how Falcon goes to Walker. You know, I don't think you want to mess with them because they would chew out Bucky. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> you couldn't stand a chance against Bucky. You're not going to stand a chance against the Dormelage. And sure enough, Walker, with his, you know, ob- obnoxious way, decides to take control and tell them to go where, you know, they need to go. And then. In the split second, it's like, bam, bam, bam. You know, like, he's just, like, getting dis- destroyed in the living room there while Zemo's having his tea, sitting back, <laughs> and these the, and Falcon goes to Bucky. I just thought it was so far coming. Well, are you going to do something? Like, And he's like, hey, you're doing great there, buddy. You know, Bucky says that. I just thought it was so funny. And he's just getting slapped around, and then Battlestar gets thrown across the room. Uh, it just... I thought that, that that scene was probably the best scene in the entire show. What do you guys think? Uh, I'm going to talk about this. Right, <laughs> Like, I love that. I love that he tried to shake their hand and announce himself as Captain America. <laughs> and they just pummeled him. Like, they don't give a crap. Like, like, <laughs> like they ragdolled him. They made him look like a fool. Uh, everything about that scene was fantastic. The fight choreography, just the comedy and then finally like you said sam asked bucky to step in so he does and then it's a four-way fight and, and these girls what do you think of that little around. tongue what do you think oh, of that man. little bruce lee touch yeah i love it bruce lee touch it's like pressure point bang 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 they said, yeah falls. they had some like wakanda jutsu where it's like dislocation <laughs> and then nerve points where his arm falls off like oh man it was the coolest thing and <laughs> This is where it comes full full circle from the first like ten minutes, where this is what finally confirmed that Bucky and Ao did have history because she just seemed so like hurt by him, like she says, "Bast, damn you." 
and then just walks away like she couldn't even look at him anymore. And Bast is there. They're gods. I might, I might start. I might start a rumor. What if they had a love interest? That's what I was gonna say. Well, I, Maybe I said it knows. first, so I, I stoked the fires. I gave it to you because you're the boss. <laughs> you're so kind. No, yeah. What if there? What if there is one of that? Oh, that. You know, that might be very interesting to see. Maybe next episode they might develop it. But what do you think, Chris, about this whole thing? Oh, I think this the thing little... that <laughs> the the thing that's made the scene for me that I knew it was going to get good is when that spear just hit the wall and then it showed <laughs> oh I honestly he said it all it was it was just well played out and I'm just sitting on my couch clapping my hands like come on let's go you know <laughs> it, it was just a really good scene there's a picture's worth a thousand words this was worth 200,000 words in my my vision you know it's <laughs> what more can i say you just need to go watch it and hopefully watch, watch it, it before this. listening i'm gonna yeah. go back and watch that scene again <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think by now anybody that's listening they know this is a spoiler filled um <laughs> episode we've said it in the past um we'll say it again obviously it's a little too late, us yeah, to too late now. right now <laughs> but the thing is that you should have known like it, it it's pretty self-explanatory if we're going to talk about the episode, we're going to talk about everything, including the spoilers, right? So, no, um, yeah, getting back to that scene, I think that was the the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, of Walker saying, I just, because you, you, you heard him say, he was dejected, he's on the floor, this lady basically flips the shield like Cap does into her hand, oh, like a boss, right? And then Io goes to her, just give it. Give his toy back. Yeah. Toy back. You know, <laughs> we don't want we this. We already dirty have thing. enough vibranium. We don't need this shield. They stole it back from us in the in the 30s. Let's just give it back to them. Let them have their little shiny little toy. We don't need this crap. We get enough <laughs> of it back home, and he gets it back to uh, back to him, and he just feels dejected, you know. And then he says, "I just got beat, you know, by regular people," kind of thing. And it's just like that. I think is what broke him yeah. and made him do what he did he was trembling because who said it that um they didn't have the serum they're just warriors john did john was just like they're not they're not even super soldiers like he was shaking and he couldn't finish the sentence yeah 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 you can tell at that moment that he knows that you know because he's got the shield he doesn't have any whatsoever chance against you know these elite people how is he gonna face super soldiers yeah. Right. Like, so his answer was gulp, gulp, gulp. Right. <laughs> and uh, so we get into uh, Mr. Houdini there. While this is all going on, he does the El Chapo and uh, slips in the sewer lines. And it's just so funny they drop El Chapo in there. That, that was funny how they said that. <laughs> and again, nobody's watching Zemo. Why? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> They so he disappears fighting. and yeah he disappears and uh, they go and um basically try to well then you get falcon basically giving a call to shiri right gives a call to shiri i mean not shiri uh sharon oh sharon and speaking of sharon look at her walking down that road with all these guards around her 
It really makes me think what you said that episode. Could she be the broker? I don't know. She's got some power. She did say he. Yeah. But maybe that should just throw us off. Right? Right. Yeah. I mean, she looked like she had a lot of guards. And then she has a a satellite uh, at her disposal. What? (laughs) And she's hiding out? Okay, Sharon. And then she's like, yeah, you know, you guys left here. And made it into a mess when you killed the golden goose. It's all upside down now. And I'm just like, uh, okay, you look pretty safe. You look pretty chill. <laughs> you know, with the underground groupies. Um, but yeah, I mean, so she basically helps Falcon um, get to another meeting. Because Carly decides to go threaten Falcon's sister, which is a no-no. You know, you don't bring family into this, then she did. So, right there was my moment of saying, okay, now I don't like this character. Yeah, now I fair. know where I stand with this character. I'm like, you went and got a family member involved, threatened her family members. You are now straight up evil. Because you are not going to be someone that's going to be able to be good. Well, at least I hope they continue making her evil because that's that's a line you don't cross and you could tell Falcon was not pleased mm-hmm. when he walked into that little corridor and said what the hell you're talking to my family threatening my family whoa what's going on here like what about me here come after me not my family and my you know my nephews what did you guys think of that whole thing did, is that did that cement you guys to think that Carly is just straight up pure bad and not there's no way for her to get back to the good side or do you think that was an act of desperation? I think it was an act of desperation, but because she was so smug about it, I yeah. want her to just get like dummied. Just like you need to, you need to be taught a lesson here. You don't bring people's family members into this, like you said. Like, yeah, <laughs> I agree with everything you said, basically. Chris, what do you think? That did that upset you when she went and just did that and did basically acted nonchalant about the whole thing? It made me change my perspective on her, but somehow during that phone call, (laughs) I was expecting Liam Neeson to come on saying that he's got his resources. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Because you've seen the movie Taken, right? Okay. I hope Uh, you did. yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just thought, okay, well, you know, there's two good points there. You know, she wanted to be serious because... You know, she she's taken into consideration the conversation she's already had with Sam. You know, it hit her in a way that made her really think. So, yeah, it was kind of like a uh, jerk move to, you know, contact the sister and saying, oh, on the dock behind the house, you know. Yeah, it, that was pretty creepy. Very creepy. I'm like, you're looking at me? Why don't you come say hi? Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's it's a 50-50 for me on that part. You know, she she wants to be taken serious. But, you know, she's also interested in, you know, maybe going further with the conversation and continuing that conversation you know what i mean i feel like i just yeah. repeated myself sorry no um, no i i get i get what you're saying yeah definitely for like for me i just think that this is you know this does that's a line you don't cross and 
she crossed it and then the way she had no remorse nothing about it she's just like well you know i had to do that you know to let you guys know how serious i am it's like okay all right <laughs> so then we get into this whole you know um this whole battle scene there where you know falcon actually now uses his tech and you know getting help from you know what's her name i keep forgetting her. i don't know why i keep wanting to call her sharon i keep wanting to call her shuri for some reason gets her help with satellite to locate what's going on and you know i just i just found it really uh interesting how you know bucky is just like running down the street after her and he flies off and says i'll send these coordinates i'm like wait you guys aren't partners but you sound like you are you know, you know that we we forgot everybody forgets how, how they started off as you know two people that didn't like each other and how now four episodes in it's in sync they know they don't interrupt each other they don't you know screw each other over here and you know not listen to each other they're like okay i'll give you the coordinates you follow me there they're like he's like yep done boom and they go and it's so much different from the beginning where like no no i'm not doing what you're telling me to do i'm gonna do it my way and mm -hmm. it's cool to see that whole change that the teamwork has now become more co you know cohesive and they're working together really well uh, I don't know if you guys noticed that, but I started noticing that. I'm like, okay, look at what happened in episode one to now. They're listening to each other and helping each other out really well and supporting each other. I think that's the main thing there. So, D, what happens after that? They uh, fly off, and our good old friend Walker is back in the scene. <laughs> so they end up in the, another fight scene again. Thank goodness. And it's basically, yes. how many super soldiers are there for? Is it four on four? Yeah. It's uh, Carly and her two buddies. Yeah. So it's Walker, Lamar, Sam, and Bucky. They all end up in this warehouse. Like, and then they're fighting. Fighting these super soldiers. They're holding their own. Um, We do get to see Bucky like cut loose. Just knife throwing, catching knives. Well, what about that back. scene? Uh, sorry to cut you off, but what about that scene... What, what what about that scene, uh, D, where Walker throws a shield for the first time? Right? Oh, when he takes those two in... guys out? Yeah, and then throws that shield into the wall, and they get stuck there. Yeah, so I didn't... Here's the thing. I didn't know if they were alluding to him taking the serum. Oh, it... absolutely. Like, no, no I, I, I knew he would take it, but I don't know if he took it then or when he took it or, like... But at that moment, it's like okay, there it is. Like you don't you don't just get like the shit yeah, stuck yeah. into no, the no. wall. Yeah, yeah. No, no. He took it before the scene came into play. Yeah. You know, he took it before that. But that minute, that that second when it went into that wall and got stuck deep into that wall, I'm like, oh my god, well, that the... was our indication that he took the serum. And I'm like, oh well, here we go. <laughs> All right, let the games begin. Yeah. Yeah. And I and love that. It... I love the. It seems like more of a fair fight, but he still managed to suck somehow. Like I don't know what I don't know what you thought about his skills. Well, I, I I did like the scene of how he's bouncing the shield around, and that kind of made me giggle because it gives me you know that's you know Captain America vibes, right? Where the shield's bouncing back off and right back into his hand. Yeah, and which goes back to my point, saying that you need this, and I don't know why they can't give that to Falcon. How is he going to do this without the serum? <laughs> oh. You saw he doesn't need it. 
What about Even, the trailer where he kept throwing it at the trees? Yeah. Where's that? Both, both John and him were throwing it as normal humans. It's just they are better as super soldiers. The, it is supposed to be ultra light. I get it. You know, the vibrating supposed to be ultra light and you yeah. can swing it around. But I don't know if you can actually hit somebody that hard and have it come back to you. Right? So, bouncing it off pads, it's a little different because it's actually meant to deflect that back to you but i don't know about bouncing it off someone's head and right back to you i don't know <laughs> so we should ask but, yeah anyway so yeah we get that scene and then you get that quiet moment where our boy r.i.p battlestar well what we think r.i.p battlestar i hope he's not dead uh, i hope it's one of those things where he's just critical injury because that's a waste of a character in my opinion yeah well, hey, wait. What if they take him back to states and revive him with the Cerebral Serum? We never know. Yeah, well, what true. if they both shared a little bit each? What if they shared a little bit? The little shooter glasses, you know, they had little shooter oh, glasses. Oh, they both up. shared it. <laughs> but why would he get so upset? You know, like it would be pointless that if they pretended he was dead, why would yeah, he? I, have I think gotten... D, honestly. I think D he he he's passed away. R.I.P. I know. I just so. like that's a, that's a shame. <laughs> I hate to say it. <laughs> he's gone, buddy. Sorry, it's hard to break it to you. He's gone. <laughs> he would have uh. been such a cool character. Yeah, you know I liked him. He, uh, he was a nice guy. You know he was trying to work with both sides, right? You, you know, so I, he was yeah. like the angel uh. on Walker's shoulder. He was trying to keep yeah. him on track and keep him good. Yeah, definitely. But uh, no, I think he's done. Done like dinner. That was a brutal punch, yeah. too. Like the way he went out. Oh. Like, he went like out he the worst threw, way possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> KO'd. You know? <laughs> Flawless victory. <laughs> <laughs> Finish him. Yes. Um, so, uh, what do you think of that scene? And then after he dies, you see Walker just lose it. And this was crazy, this part. D, take it away. Okay, so I'm only saying this because it's a show and it's not real. Obviously, laws are a thing. So don't take this as <laughs> how I truly feel in a society where laws take place. But he just chases them down. He chases these <laughs> these terrorists down. He corners one of them, the, the original one, her Carly's right-hand man, who basically referred to her as yeah. his version of Captain America, the one from earlier. And he's like, oh, I didn't do it. I'm not the one who did this. And mm. Walker just takes the shield and puts it. I don't know how to describe it because it's a, it's a it's a circle, but he edge edge well, to body. It's repeatedly. crazy. It's crazy because, yeah, like mutilated him probably with that shield, which is the shield that that guy said to Curly he idolized. Yeah. And everything about Captain America with that shield. So the very thing that he idolized and believed in is what was undoing of it, you know, his demise right so it's it's crazy how he wanted he represented he liked this what you know his grandfather fought in the war all of that and john walker just mutilates him he like curb stomps that, him with the shield it was brutal i can't oh, even it was ugh. it was so brutal it was so brutal and that scene where they pan around him and he's holding that shield and there's blood on there can somebody make a figure of that? Because I will buy that shield. 
it, it's so gruesome and it, it was crazy. I've, I, I, like a lot of people said they had chills, you know, and I just thought that was insane. And then you have everybody around him taking pictures on their phones and word's going to get out worldwide on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and whatever social media platforms MCU's on. And he's going to get just destroyed. And yeah. I don't know, Chris, what do you think of that whole scene of how it went down? <laughs> uh, you guys pretty much explained it. Um, it was pretty intense. You know, I wasn't expecting him to do what he did. I didn't, well, I knew he was going to do something. I didn't think it would go to the extreme, uh, especially that final scene when he, my favorite part of that scene is when he jumped out the window and he landed on a car and it was just like, oh, just like Captain America would land. And then, yeah, he starts chasing the guy and then beats him a couple times with the shield and just that intense moment when he stands up and you see the blood and it's just like, oh, a hero spilling blood. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty intense. It was, it was brutal. It was brutal. I, it Honestly, it was almost like, I'm sure everyone that was watching that part, it just went dead silence. What's yeah. going to, what's going to happen again? I'm just annoyed that we're only getting six episodes and I'm just like, how are they going to, how are they going to finish this off? How are they going to tell the rest of the story? Like, where is it going to go? You know? Well, I, I don't know how he you know how it's gonna happen, but I, I think they're gonna be called back obviously obviously back to um the stateside. Like Walker's gonna be called back stateside. But I don't know how Bucky and Falcon get the shield. But I do know I think the ending is gonna be where they go back home to Louisiana. I think that's the ending. And then remember that in the trailer where they're walking separate their separate ways in, in that house in Louisiana? I think that's our ending right there to the show where they're walking their separate ways. And, and I think that will be our ending, which is not the ending I wanted. <laughs> like I'm hoping that's not the ending because I want them to both chill, have some, you know, um, you know, some Louisiana, you know, um, beer, hang out, have some, you know, some, what's it called? Crayfish. And you want a happy you know, ending? Be buds into the sunset. <laughs> One happy ending. I want that. Yes. <laughs> oh, but it looks like I'm not going to get that. It looks like I'm not going to get that. They're going to be walking away in their own separate paths. And they'll probably meet each other in a movie somewhere down the road. But, yeah, I mean, what an episode, right? Would you guys agree? Great episode? Yes. Great episode. So much happened. Yeah. A lot so of other things. And we get to see wacko Jacko Walker go off the rails. <laughs> Going off I don't the think rails. He's, um, I don't think he's gonna get. I think he's gonna go rogue. Actually, I, that's what I think. And you I think, think he's gonna Sam, run, make a run for it. I think he's just like lost it now, and I think Sam's gonna have to outsmart him to get the shield back. Like they're gonna fight, but maybe he'll because his lack of experience or whatever. Like Sam's gonna reclaim the shield, and America will acknowledge him as the new Captain America instead of this poser. What? 
what about they need to do like a lot of like pr after this like they're gonna have to clean up and they're gonna have to apologize like we're sorry about this whole mess here's (laughs) someone who actually worked with captain america what 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 about our buddy zemo here do you don't think he's gonna run after him he's gonna know there's so much there's so much to do in this what's two two more episodes yeah. How are they going to do this in two episodes? That's crazy. Yeah, oh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe Zemo never gets found and he's out there. Or he does get caught and he's a uh, prisoner in Rwanda. Wakanda. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised Wanda. they didn't yeah. keep him originally. <laughs> like, they don't seem like the type to just let him go back to where? Where was he locked up? Was he in Germany? Berlin? Yeah, Germany, yeah, Germany, yeah. But I'm, su- I'm, I'm surprised think... they just didn't lock him in a Wakanda like prison. Maybe they had some sort of agreement, or I don't know. Yeah, it depends. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a great, great ending, crazy ending to episode four, and just like that episode ended, so has our podcast today. We hope you guys enjoyed our podcast. We do talk a lot, but we love talking about things like this. And if you enjoyed our podcast on Falcon and Winter Soldier. Make sure to check out other other podcast episodes. We do our weekly regular podcast as well, talking about things uh, of interest in that week. And we also have a YouTube channel where we review action figures. And uh, you can go check us out on our Instagram and Twitter account at AstonishingNR. We post a lot of things. Every day we're posting stuff uh, relevant to pop culture. So um, with that being said... Wherever you are on the world or in the universe, uh, have yourself a good morning, a good day, and a good night. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Good night.